This Family Life News Podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. At what point does a fine become so excessive that it violates the constitutional rights of an individual? Used as political bling. Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Let's just be clear. The arms race in space is on. We'll stand up and fight this. Confusing people over where they were going to vote. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. It is the financial slap of the century for former President Donald Trump. A New York judge has ruled he needs to pay over $350 million in his civil fraud trial after being found guilty of inflating his assets. Here's legal scholar Jonathan Turley. Even aside from the evidentiary basis used by the court, at what point does a fine become so excessive that it violates the constitutional rights of an individual. Trump is also banned from doing business in New York State for three years. Turley says the Trump team has a strong argument for appeal. Fox legal correspondent Shannon Breen says Trump will go on to use this judgment as fodder for his political campaign. He'll do what he did after the E. Jean Carroll, which is go out on the campaign trail and say, look at this corrupt prosecution coming after me. These people are trying to destroy me because I'm standing between you and them. And it will likely work after every ruling, Trump bounces in the polls. It seems the more cases there are, the higher his numbers go. President Biden's plane has landed in East Palestine, Ohio, where he'll tour the site of the train derailment that dumped toxic chemicals into the water and forced people to flee. It's just miles from the border with western Pennsylvania. Critics contend the White House is using the trip as a campaign event. We're tired of being used as political bling that you might wear around your neck, I guess. I think he's here because it's an election year and because he has to be here. Uh, I don't think he'd be here otherwise, unfortunately. East Palestine resident and Ohio congressional candidate Rick Chai says a year after the train derailment, the water still isn't safe. I took the media down last night, two miles south of the crash site in the park where children play, and I dig chemicals out of the bank and chemicals just flow into the creek. Uh, I'm walking through the creek as chemicals are flowing around my waders. It's disgusting and we're being lied to people of the world. Meanwhile, earlier today, President Biden had strong words for Russian President Vladimir Putin after his most vocal critic wound up dead. Biden called Putin responsible for the death of Alexei Navalny. Russian authorities are going to tell their own story, but make no mistake, Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. What has happened to Navalny is yet more proof of Putin's brutality. Navalny just had a court hearing and looked well. He was in a court appearance yesterday. He looked fine. He was joking with the judge about the need for the judge to send him money. Even the judge seemed to appreciate the joke. And today he's dead. The opposition leader had been serving a 19-year prison sentence when his death was announced. Alexei Navalny was 47. Tensions are mounting as the U.S. claims Russia is developing a nuclear weapon to orbit the Earth. This is a threat. This is what Russia does. Mm -hmm. They've developed hypersonic missiles. They're conducting a massive war against Ukraine and they're closely allied with 
with Iran and North Korea and China. This was a time for the president to ring the alarm bells. He should have been more forceful on that and called out Russia for reckless development of nuclear capability in space. And let's just be clear, the arms race in space is on. But even as Russia develops space weapons, they're still cooperating with us on an upcoming space mission. The next launch from Florida Space Coast is a go two weeks from today. NASA says three astronauts and a cosmonaut will start their trip to the International Space Station on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket on March 1st. The team will spend six months conducting research at the ISS before returning back to Earth. The first charges have been filed from Wednesday's Super Bowl parade shootings in Kansas City. The Jackson County Courthouse saying two juveniles have been charged. They remain behind bars. Additional charges are coming. A mother of two is killed and 22 injured, half of them kids and teens, in that shooting on Wednesday. And brace yourself if you're planning on getting a big tax refund this year. Here's correspondent Deborah Rodriguez. Early data from the IRS show refunds so far are significantly smaller than they were this time last year. The average check, $1,395. That's about 29% lower. The IRS says the amount will likely change as more returns come in. That's because low to moderate income Americans who get the earned income tax credit or the child tax credit can't legally receive their refunds before mid-February. So they're not even counted yet. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a yelling Kathy Hochul, a hundred displaced at a fire at a senior's apartment complex in Pennsylvania. And next try, the new congressional maps are out. We will break them down for you in a few sentences. But first, weather with Kevin Williams. Low pressure from the heartland will spread several inches of snow tonight across parts of Pennsylvania. Lake effect snows will then be an issue in the lake belts as we head through Saturday, Sunday, and even parts of Monday. The call for tonight mainly cloudy. Snow focusing on areas near and south of I-80 with several inches. Elsewhere, flurries, local lake snow, an inch or two in spots. Low temps, upper teens to mid-20s. For tomorrow, clouds, sun, flurries, lake snow with several inches accumulating south and southeast of Lake Ontario and across the Chautauqua Ridge southeast of Lake Erie. The high 27 to 32. Thank you, Kevin. Checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Emergency shelters are open again tonight in Wilkesbury, PA, after more than 100 residents had to be evacuated during a three-alarm fire at a senior living apartment complex last night. The blaze was on the second floor. This couple lived on the sixth floor. We couldn't breathe. We just shouting for help, help, help. They turns to put me face through the window to get some air. Too much of smoke. We couldn't see. It was just. Too much. He says there was so much smoke that people couldn't make it down the stairwell. One person is in critical condition. A city fire inspector is working to determine the cause. An angry Governor Kathy Hochul snagged a microphone this afternoon, frustrated about Donald Trump's words against abortion. Could have our rights jeopardized if this becomes a national ban. And I want people to know that we'll stand up and fight this with every breath in our bodies. Because this is America in 2024. This is not the Middle Ages. It is not a century ago. Currently, you can get an abortion until 24 weeks of pregnancy in New York, longer if there's a medical issue. Trump said earlier today he supports a nationwide abortion ban after 16 weeks, a ban that would be void if a mother's life is in danger or in the case of rape. Hochul said women should have the choice if they want to end the life of their baby. Women's rights should not be continued to be repealed and retracted and trampled on by anyone such as Donald Trump. So we are going to engage in this fight. 
I thought it was important to know that we'll never, ever back down. New York has some of the most lenient laws on the books when it comes to abortion. Studies show fewer than 1% of women nationwide have an abortion because of rape. The maps are out. New York's Independent Redistricting Commission has redrawn the state's congressional lines ahead of the 2024 election. Commission spokesman Charles Nesbitt says the new map is not much different than the old one. It's important for us not to enter into the process of confusing people out there over where they were going to vote. You know, in some cases, had we made radical changes here, people would have voted in three different districts over three different consecutive elections. Now all eyes are on the Democrat-controlled state legislature. Andrew Whitman continues our coverage. Experts say it weakened the re-election chances of just one upstate Republican while aiding the re-election chances of Republicans in the Hudson Valley and Long Island. The democratically controlled legislature can now accept the commission's map or redraw it to try and benefit more Democrats. The biggest change in the map is in central New York, Syracuse, Utica, Auburn and Cortland affected. Every Friday, our own Bob Price sits down with Michael Gear with the Pennsylvania Family Institute and Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. It's called Capital Connection. Let's listen in. Governor Shapiro saying recreational marijuana is going to generate about a quarter billion dollars a year in revenue for the Commonwealth. You argue the societal costs are going to far outweigh those economic gains. How so? Well, you know, we need only to look at the experience in states that have already legalized commercial sale of marijuana. One of the first was Colorado, and an in-depth study there shows that for every tax dollar raised through the sale of marijuana, the cost in dealing with the resulting problems is more than $4.50. What are those problems? Well, traffic fatalities increasing because of DUIs, hospitalizations because of the high potency, upwards of 90% THC in vapes and candies aimed at young people. And then with young people using uh, mental health crisis, psychosis and schizophrenia are growing rampant. And then crime and cartels. Governor Shapiro says we'll raise all these millions of dollars. That means high tax levels on it, which means cartels can come in and sell under the table black market marijuana at a lower price and that increases crime. Guys, let's talk about special elections for a minute because there have been several of them and there will continue to be several of them. And in your state, Michael, uh, there have been six in the past year. All of them have gone to Democrats. There was one this week, not a surprise, Bucks County. There's going to be another one in April. The Republicans are 0 for 6 in special elections. What are Democrats doing right? What are Republicans doing wrong when it comes to these sorts of votes? Pennsylvania Republicans are still not quite used to the notion of a mail-in voting, uh, which the Democrats have used to their advantage very significantly. But really, in the 0 for 6 here in Pennsylvania, those seats uh, pretty much uh, across the board were Democrat-majority districts, so not big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, we see signs the mail-in voting is having an impact on these elections. There was a special election in downstate New York this week, Jason, that garnered national attention. This, of course, was the Tom Swazi the Mazi pillup race to fill the seat left vacant by former Congressman George Santos. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Swazi won that by about eight points, which, by the way, was the margin of victory that Joe Biden had over Donald Trump in that district back in 2020. Question to you, sir. How worried should Republicans be here? Maybe the migrant issue isn't going to be as large an issue as some Republicans might think. It's still the economy and the pocketbook. Republicans can learn from this race. 
Capital Connection airs Fridays in the 5 o'clock report. You can hear the full feature as a podcast at familylife.org slash newspodcasts. It's time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are down today. All three major indices finished higher yesterday trading in the green, but investors are tuned into today's producer price index data. PPI month over month rose 0.3%, higher than the consensus and the prior report. PPI minus food and energy month over month came out 0.5% higher. That was higher than expected and higher than the prior report. Shares of Shake Shack spiked 26%, breaking all-time highs yesterday. The food chain releasing strong earnings with a 20% increase in revenue year over year. And they expect to continue to grow with plans to add 80 more locations in 2024. Company Toast, which creates restaurant management software, announced that it will lay off about 550 employees, roughly 10% of its workers, to save on costs. Toast also reported quarter four earnings after the bell yesterday, beating expectations. Intuitive Machines announced a successful space launch on its first attempt to reach the moon, their shares rocketing 34.5% during yesterday's trading. S&P 500 sector gains coming from materials and healthcare, losses from communication services and real estate, with crude oil climbing, closing above $79 a barrel. The Dow fell 145 points, the Nasdaq lost 130, and the S&P 500 down 24. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at faithwardadvisors.com. Today, I want to share a Bible verse you may want to memorize. Hi, I'm Rob West with the Faith and Finance Minute. It's in 1 Chronicles 29, a passage describing all the resources the Israelites gave for building the temple, gold, silver, bronze, iron, and precious stones. Scripture says they gave it all willingly and wholeheartedly. Then King David prays a great prayer of praise to the Lord, and he says this, Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. Keep that verse in mind as you give. Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. Giving is an acknowledgement that God owns it all. When we give, we simply return a portion of what he has first given to us. Get biblical answers to your financial questions in the FaithFi community. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance in your app store or visit faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, Fawn is an hour away in Happy Valley. A whole lot of dancing to benefit charities. But first, weather with Kevin Williams. Here is your Family Life Regional weather forecast. A wintry weekend is ahead on this long holiday weekend. We've got snow, cold, sun, and wind in the forecast. Snow across parts of Pennsylvania, ending from west to east Saturday morning, with uh, total accumulations from the event of several inches near and south of I-80. Elsewhere... Variable clouds with snow flurries in areas of lake snow, especially on the south shore of Lake Ontario. Several inches there. Low temperatures tonight, mainly 20s. 20s and low 30s for highs on Saturday. Sunday, areas of lake snows shifting across the board, focusing in on the Buffalo area and off to the north country of the Tug Hill Plateau. Elsewhere Sunday, clouds, sun and flurries with high temperatures in the 30s. 
Thank you, Kevin. Finally, at 5, the largest university event of its kind starts at 6 o'clock tonight. They call it THON in Happy Valley, a shortened name for a long dance marathon. Here's Family Life's Greg Gillespie with a preview. Most of the state college region tries to clear its calendar for THON weekend. This is the largest student-run philanthropy in the world, and it's put together some impressive numbers over the years. 16,000-plus student volunteers, nearly five. 5,000 families have been helped. One other number they'll try to match, or better, the number that was displayed by placards held by students at the end of last year's THON. The total for THON 2023, Foster the Magic, is $15,006,132.46. The cause is childhood cancer, not only providing direct services to the families affected, but also funding research so that cancer is less prevalent in the future. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. And that's the world that we live in for Friday, the 16th of February. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.